Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty. I'm presenting Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. I'm here with two very special guests. Uh, Margaret Gardner, Vice-Chancellor and President of RMIT University, and Naomi Milgram, Executive Chair and CEO of the Suzanne Group. So welcome to the show. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. This is a very exciting interview for me, uh, not, be not just because you're here, but because uh, we're here to talk about Walter Van Berendonck, who's coming to Melbourne. And when I heard about it a few months ago, I couldn't believe it. So welcome to the show, and tell me, it's quite a, um, a feat to secure the Walter Van Berendonck exhibition for RMIT University. When and how did this happen? Well, let me say on behalf of RMIT that we're really pleased that Naomi Milgram brought the notion of bringing Walter Van Berendonck to Melbourne to RMIT. And so Naomi and her generosity is and her vision is the reason that Walter Van Berendonck is coming to the Design Hub at RMIT. But I'll let Naomi say a little bit more about why she brought that idea to us. Um, I think my connection with RMIT goes back a long way. Um, my admiration for Margaret, having worked with RMIT for with the Melbourne Fashion Festival, and um, my admiration for Sean Godsell's um, architecture. And between Margaret and Sean, I've watched this building um, grow from the ground up and their generosity in showing me around all of the time. And um, I really felt it was a building that um, needed in some way to come alive. It's a very rigorous building and follows Sean's um, discipline of um, architecture and um, his focus on the important things. And to me, it looked like a place that needed to come alive. Uh, I first met Walter Van Berendonck in 2002 when I brought him out for the Melbourne Fashion Festival for our business seminar day and he was absolutely the highlight of that um, fashion festival. Of course he is the head of the Antwerp Design um, School and uh, greatly respected as one of the uh, creative powerhouses. And um, I thought wouldn't it be, I heard about his exhibition, read about it and I thought wouldn't it be fantastic if in some way that we could join um, Sean's architecture, Margaret's design um, hub and her aspirations for that design hub to be connected with the international world um, and my love of fashion and all things colourful, um, if we could bring that together in a way. And um, Margaret generously offered the design hub, Sean was very excited about it and Walter Van Berendonck um, was thrilled that we wanted to bring the exhibition to Australia. Okay. Um, Margaret, why do you think this exhibition is so well suited to RMIT University? I mean, does Walter, yeah. um, like RMIT, push boundaries? Um, well, uh, that's a leading question, but one to which I would answer yes. Uh, the RMIT Design Hub is a building that we believe through Sean Godsell's architecture exemplifies just um, beauty and strength and what Sean calls, calls tough subtlety in its design. And it is also a building that's been designed to house res design researchers and to drive design research and postgraduate students to new levels of creativity. So who better than Walter Van Berendonck 
who himself is at absolutely the most innovative end of fashion design, why not him as the first fashion exhibition in that building? And it isn't just because Walter van Berendonck is bringing his work to Melbourne in the Design Hub and to Australia and in fact outside Antwerp for the very first time this particular exhibition. But it's because what will come with it, what will come with it is the ability for the researchers to engage with the way he understands fashion and the way he understands pushing the boundaries. It allows design students at RMIT and in fact across Melbourne and well from wherever they come to be engaged in educational programs that take them to new levels, to the highest levels in the way they understand what is possible in truly high quality creative design. So that's why we thought it was great because it brought engagement with the community, engagement with research and engagement with education on really international high quality design together. Yeah, it was very important to me that it be embedded in the coursework. Um, you know, I guess for Margaret and I, it's an investment in talent. Um, this is the way we're both looking at it, that uh, we need to expose our students to um, international um, exhibitions and international ways of thinking, and Walter is the perfect example for the design and fashion side. Um, Naomi, why do you think the fashion industry in Melbourne can learn from seeing Walter Van Berendonck? So the gen the broader it's just fashion. it's it's absolutely the exposure to the best in the world. I mean Walter is the best in the world. His um, student Raf Simon has just taken on the assignment as the head of um, Dior. Um, Walter's the best example of a huge amount of collaborations or in multidiscipline. If you take U2, um, he's got photography, he's got contemporary art, he's inspired by so many different things. Mark Newson as well. Mark Newson. Um, so it crosses every discipline and that's another reason why I love Walter's work because it's multidisciplinarian and therefore it allows RMIT not only to involve their fashion students but allows them to um, involve their media and communication students, their art students and it has an enormous breadth. Naomi, the fashion industry is fairly challenging at present. Do you think <laughs> that's those, an understatement? It is an understatement, but it is challenging. Do you think that those who will flourish under these conditions need to have some of the flair and adventurous spirit, as demonstrated by Berendonck? Um, absolutely, but it has to be obviously measured um, as well. But I hope that the inspiration of Berendonck will allow people to open up a little bit more than they have. Um, the challenges are not only about being courageous and inspirational, the challenges are uh, really sort of quite mundane economic yeah. challenges as well. Um, but I think that um, the name of Walter's exhibition, Dream the World Awake, is really one of the sentiments that's very important to me, that it actually allows people to think about things differently it allows people to see things differently and it allows them to question. I mean, if you look at all of the themes of Walter going from the fairy tale theme, which has the good and the evil side of it, and looking at the work of Paul McCarthy and Mike Kelly, you can see this sort of evil side to things, but you also see these sweet side of things. 
And then um, his other themes about aliens, his other themes about beauty and the notion of beauty, his themes, I mean, you've seen these sort of... So just to make people think that beauty doesn't have to be so rigid. rigid, rigid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people can see that there's other other ways of seeing things. Absolutely. I mean, Walter is so engaged with seeing things in different ways. Even if you look at his typography, everything that he does. Um, I mean, it looks like he's, with his work, that he's quite spontaneous and, and he just throws caution to the wind. But he's actually very so. measured. No, no, he's no. measured down yeah. to the nth degree. He has a vision in his head, from what I read, mm. before he even starts anything. Yeah, no, no, no. He, it's an incredibly deliberate way of looking at things. And everything has an intellectual basis for him. Um, Yes, I mean, even if you look at, I mean, he, he's very socially engaged, politically engaged. His words um, are written in a particular way as to emanate feelings. Uh, his films are the same. And I was reading about the way he thinks about plastic surgery and what that means to beauty and how the plastic surgery manipulates um, the face or the body. Uh, no, he, he has an incredibly high intellect. I don't think anything is... Um, spontaneous like that. I think it's very deliberate. And then obviously the way he works with fabrics as well, you know, technologically um, distorted fabrics and then works with the craft side of things. So he sort of works in opposites all the time. So he has the craft side and he has the evil side, the sweet side. It's interesting when you look at his work, he started using technology in his fabrics as early as the early 90s, yeah. well before people even thought about that, yeah. which was extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, now we're starting to see that type of technology being used, but I mean, you know, we're looking at 20, 22 years ago, he was already pioneering that area. Um, what do you particularly admire about Berendok's designs? Um, can you see some of his wit rubbing off on the Australian fashion scene, or do you think there's going to be, you know, how does this relate to us? Because <laughs> that's obviously some of the questions that will come up. Well, I think Walter's a fantastic educator to start off with. So I'm, we will have a series of masterclasses. He's actually coming here, so he will tour here, um, which is... I think um, we'll give students an ability to look at things differently. We'll also um, probably have some students looking at doing some sort of fashion uh, parade later to tie in with Spring Fashion Week, which would be inspired by Walter. So I, the education side of Walter is very important to me and very important to Margaret in terms of what the students will be exposed to. Um, I think the international connection starting to bridge RMIT with um, schools overseas, like Parsons, etc., is very important. Um, we'll have a window here on the street, Robin Healy told me, so students will be able to do their windows, visual merchandising in there, which I think will be inspirational. Yeah. Margaret, with, um, with having the exhibition at the Design Hub, and this is a big oh. exhibition, does that mean physically there has to be significant changes to the Design Hub, or have you kind of allowed that into the design? The, the Design Hub was built with very significant um, capacity for exhibition. It was always understood that research in design and the, post, and the postgraduate student work, and student work more generally, had to have space to be seen and to live. And so we have a massive gallery, which will indeed accommodate 
uh, an exhibition of this scale. We have um, a huge um, long video gallery as well, which allows us to do the sort of um, digital work that complements and is important also to this, uh, this sort of work. We don't have to change the design hub. It is infinitely flexible. If necessary, the design hub can display across all ten of its floors, and it is designed uh, in a way that it can do that. And so it's a flexible design space where you can work and display, and the two are not separate. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's really important. And I think what the Walter Van Beerendonk um, Dream the World Awake project allows us to do is to show people how education and research and just the looking at what is produced uh, are part of what drives design, practice and invention on. And what I hope is because RMIT is a highly internationalised university and we are part of a bigger region with students drawn from hundreds of countries. When you take um, a project such as Dream the World Awake and take it out of Antwerp and its European context and you put it in Australia, which is fundamentally, as we know, part of the Asian region, and you expose those hundreds of thousands of students and people all bringing their own cultural lens to it, and being engaged both educationally in terms of research, I think you get something new. And I think that's what Walter Van Beerendog would expect, that context changes what you get in terms of design. And so you get international high quality and excellence by seeing excellence, but by taking it into new contexts. And that's what I think this will bring. Um, now, how did you? I don't know if we mentioned on it, but how did you see Antwerp and Melbourne? Did you? you I see the uh, Antwerp, of course, is a very sophisticated um, city, and I see the connection very clear, clearly. That um, Walter's exhibition in Antwerp and his involvement with the design school relates very, very closely to Sean Godswell's architecture. They're sophisticated, rigorous intellectual and very beautiful and there's a very close match between the two. Margaret, what are you hoping to achieve most with this exhibition? Um, that the Design Hub will attract more high-profile exhibitions, set a new benchmark. Um, although the RMIT Gallery has been at the forefront of a number of important fashion exhibitions over the years, including Philip Tracy, how, how do you see this? Well, I, I mean, the RMIT Gallery continues uh, and will continue to provide fabulous exhibitions across a whole range of fields. The Design Hub is predominantly a space for research and education and experimentation. It isn't a gallery in that sense. It is the place where people practice and design and develop. And so bringing Walter van Beerendonk, it's this project out, is putting that level of design practice into the middle of a research and education space. It does set benchmarks of quality. I hope it does bring people to see what the possibilities are because this space is about research in, and education in design across the disciplines. 
I hope people see the possibilities, both the people who are currently there and the people who potentially can be involved. And I hope they recognise the importance of the philanthropy of Naomi Milgram in bringing that quality of exhibition to RMIT and to Melbourne, because that philanthropic endeavour is what builds new capability, new practice, new possibilities for our people. Naomi, did he have to think very long and hard, this is Walter, before he said yes? Because it's a request that he wouldn't get very often. No, but the um, Momu Museum were very keen to tour the exhibition. So when we approached them um, and we talked about the RMIT Design Hub, they were thrilled at the opportunity. Um, fashion exhibitions worldwide have become extremely popular. Um, Diana Freeland, ex-editor of American Vogue, proved this in the this the case in the 90s with her landmark exhibitions at the Met in New York. Why do you think people enjoy seeing fashion displayed in that way? Because there's so many ways to talk about fashion, but why do you think fashion exhibitions have become popular? Mm. Because it's really Diana Freeland who started it yeah, back in the... Did. And, of course, the... Um, last exhibition, which was Alexander McQueen, had the highest number of people. I think it was 650,000 people went to see um, Alexander McQueen at the Met. I, I think that the way those fashion exhibitions are um, being produced is to um, talk about our times in a way that it hasn't been talked about before. I mean, they have film content, video content, they have um, photographs and they are about construction, they're about fabric, they're about the way we live. They're, they encompass so much of our daily life and what people aspire to on the other hand. So I think they've become a real fascination as part of what we're, um, how we're living. I don't know whether you... Well, I yes, I think all those things are true and I think that Sometimes people speak of fashion as if it's frivolous, but it in fact goes to something very fundamental because almost the first way that people display something of their individuality is indeed by the way they mark their bodies um, and clothe their bodies, whether it's um, marks on the bodies, clothing on the bodies, jewellery on the bodies. And when you look archaeologically and you say what is left, of the past, often the only things that are left are those things that were attached to the body in which people used to say something about themselves and their communities and, and probably more latterly about their individuality. Uh, and so I think it speaks to something quite deep and speaks to all people. Um, and it's not a frivolous business, I can no. assure you. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not a frivolous business at all. There's going to be people, um, obviously, with, with, I mean, Walter's probably the one of the most adventurous uh, fashion designers in the world, yeah. and there are going to be people who go, oh, this is just ridiculous. They're just not going to get it. But that's part of the pleasure of educating, isn't it? You're Absolutely. going to get You're going to get people in there who go, look, people just don't dress like that. What's he thinking? And that's, in a sense, part of the joy of having something as extremely yeah. innovative at RMIT. But it's not about how people dress, it's actually about how someone thinks. Yeah. And that's the big difference with Walter. It is his intellect which is being expressed 
in a way with clothing, but it's also in a way with photography, in a way with films, um, and in a way how he educates. What are you um, uh, both looking forward to most about the exhibition? Apart from it arriving and... Yeah, arriving in one piece, I'd yes. say. I mean, that's another logistic. Yeah. But in terms of what are, you, what, are you, um, what are you most excited about? I am most excited about seeing students look, listen to Walter and their reactions to Walter. Um, I think he, he has become one of the best fashion educators in the world and he's very inspiring, he's highly articulate and I'm really interested in looking at those faces because it, everybody you talk to about Walter who knows anything about design or fashion just says, oh my God, he's a genius. Love it, love it, love it, can't wait. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just thinking as Naomi was speaking, um, you can tell Naomi began her life uh, not in fashion but as an educator and it's actually true that all of us who've begun an education, almost the greatest joy you get is when you see um, students exposed to something new and you see what they do with it. I mean, it's actually looking at people taking something and making of it something entirely new. And I expect that that's what I'll see out the other side of this. And uh, that's what the Design Hub was there for. I am really keen on this whole notion of people being woken up. You know, that, that there are incredibly challenging, exciting things to be seen. And the design hub is just, I mean, one of the most important things about the exhibition is the Wonder Wall. I don't know. You must have seen I it did. when you were there. I'm just trying to think. And it, it's, in RMIT, we're lucky enough to actually be able to put that Wonder Wall all the way through the entrance, which, so it'll be a 30 metre wall, eight metres high. It's long, eight metres high. Yeah. Eight metres high, 30 metres long. It'll be all through that entrance. Um, hallway from the front door up. That's what I mean about that building. The possibilities are really quite amazing. Mm. And it's not going to, I mean, the thing is that exhibition is not going to just appeal to fashion people. No, no, It's no. just because for the general he, public because he is so broad. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. He, and this Wonder Wall is a really interesting part of the exhibition because it's, it's all of the things that have inspired him over the last three decades. So we go from African art to contemporary art to photography of Mapplethorpe to um, typography to fashion to fabrics to it, it just encompasses everything that has inspired him in an ingenious mix and films actually too as well through that video wall um, and the, that's what you'll see in the entrance. I mean imagine walking into the design hub to do your research on noise and be confronted with this incredible wall just steeped in history all the way through Walter's history. Mm. It's like walking inside someone's head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the exhibition on Walter van Berendock starts on, opens on July 15 and ends October, the end of October. So very excited and uh, I think it's an exhibition that most people will just be counting the days to. Thank you so much for joining me today, um, Margaret and Naomi. You've been listening to uh, Talking Design at RMIT University in Melbourne. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Jim.